This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It started with two women. And, well, today it's still two women, but not just any women. It's Laurie and Lynn. Who can turn the world on with a smile. Laurie and Lynn, giving Northeast Pennsylvania local talk to start your weekend right. Suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. And now, celebrating their 10th year on the air on WILK News Radio, here's Laurie and Lynn. Love is all, no need to waste it. You can never tell, why don't you take it? You're gonna make it after all. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm okay. How are you? Just okay. Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, I, it just because... The craziness of the season yeah, getting to no, you? I, yeah. I'm just I a little preoccupied. That's all. Oh, That's okay. one of those kind of things. All right. Well. Lots um, of thinking. Yeah. Well, I'm... Lincoln, Lincoln. I'm actually thinking. excited to say that I'm probably three-quarters of the way done with my Christmas shopping. Yeah, me too. Which me is too. amazing. I'm, I'm happy that, <laughs> that I've been getting a lot here, there, and everywhere, so it's it works. Yeah. That's good. Well, I, I had a wonderful lunch uh, this week with my three other cohorts from my class at Cedar Crest College. We met at a place called The Edge in Bethlehem which was really, really a wonderful restaurant. And we just had so much fun. It's just nice to get together. And uh, we try to do it once a month. And we missed last month, but this month worked out just fine. So um, it was good. The food was great. I had a really good time. And some of them, the two of them decided to continue doing Christmas shopping while they were there. It's in a wonderful spot in Bethlehem, in the heart of downtown. So they did some of that. And um, I'm just, uh, I think I was, uh, where was I on Monday? Monday, I was at State Street Grill for lunch and had a, a salad that I think I, I scooped up the last infinitesimal Did you sit in, a, in an igloo? No, I did not. Okay. I did not. I just, I'm not into that. I just... I'm sure it's lovely, but some people have said it was awful, and some people said it was really fun. So I don't know. But anyway, I loved this great salad that I had there. And then where did, Wednesday I was someplace. Oh, Wednesday I was at Sibio's for lunch, and it was kind of like a who's who thing there, and had a good time. Good. So that was all fun. Um, it, it's interesting that you know I don't. I, I would say in an average month, I might have lunch out maybe twice, but three days in a row was quite a different story. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of like it, you know, mm-hmm. I get used to these You're wonderful... You're ladies who lunch kind of thing? Yeah. Wonderful, really fresh food and good stuff uh-huh. instead of your usual sandwich and whatever leftovers I had. Yeah. So I'm getting used to that, but I'm also into my uh, baking. 
So I have three of my five or six Christmas cookies done. And um, loving that. That's just a lot of fun. That's good. I still have to make mine. Well, we also decorated the house last weekend, which I haven't done in probably four years. Mm -hmm. But I have a tree up and... um, Patrick just sits there all day and keeps looking at it saying, I just love this tree. I just love this tree. I just love that you decorated everything. It's just it's so neat. And I said, well, that's good. Did you see the operative it. word there? What? You. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course it's me. I love it. Yeah, Aww. so we put all kinds of fun things up and snowmen and blinky things. And it was good. It was a lot good. of fun to do that. So... In between the, the football games. Well, yeah, I still have. I My tree is up. It's not decorated. I have to still do that. Okay. So I will do that this weekend, get it all done. You have children that are in or no. not? No, they're back to where no, they went. Gone. Yeah, they'll be back for the holiday, but they're gone. So, um, so did you get to see the, uh, I think you mentioned this last week, but um, both at the Mannheim Steamroller? Oh, yeah, that was last week. Yeah. yeah. And the other one's coming in what this other? next week. The, I always get them mixed up. Not at... Uh, no, um, not at the Scranton uh, Cultural yeah, Center. what's the name? Um, Cy- Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yes. 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 Yep. And I, I, you know, for the longest time, I never even realized that they were two different things. Oh, yeah. I always thought it was no. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, my, what's Any that? kind of Christmas music, you know, that you go, it, it's it just makes you feel. It does. More Christmassy. Yeah, it does. Um, we, last night, we had our Broadway theater, speaking of Broadway theater, we had our board little get-together, um, and staff get together at and contracted service people <laughs> at Posh in the Oak Bar. So we had a nice time there. Mm-hmm. We all hung out and it was so it's so pretty in that room. And yeah. it's just anyway. So we had a, a nice little turnout of peeps and a good time. So that was that was good. And then of course I was at our dear friend Maggie Calpin yesterday. And you were purchasing things? Picking up a few things. Okay. And um, she's such a doll. She's such a good kid. And then she said she's in now six Wegmans, which is wonderful for her. But her stuff is... It's really, really good. It is. So it had is to get good. a few gifts. And You know, I think the thing that's interesting about it is that she's in Dunmore. And one of the largest... Um, chocolate companies in the world, uh, Gertrude Hawk, is also there. Well, so is Dunmore Candy Kitchen. And Dunmore Candy Kitchen, which is... And and the thing is about all of them is you just, like, I I go to all of them Mm -hmm. because it's... There's something, it's just like anything else. You find something you really like in one and, and it's just, and that's the important thing that they all work together. They're all there and business competition is good because they're all doing well. I mean, that's God, the good Gertrude part. is everywhere. But, yes. And, and then, they, they are very well diversified into all kinds of other things that yes, they do, not yes. just uh, retail stores. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting that um, if you looked at it from face value, you would probably say, oh, there's there's already two in a, in a small town. Why would you want to start a third retail candy store? Mm-hmm. But she has done such an amazing job at marketing. And... Uh, 
and 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 that, that's also saying that she's creating things that people want to buy. Yeah. And her chocolate is really good. Yes, it's as delicious. a connoisseur <laughs> of I that. Mean, the I would the say. thing, the other thing is, I think the other word here, as I said, what's the operative word is done more. Why is that? Because operative? you're not, you're close enough to Scranton, you know, Dunmore has, there's a lot of opportunity, tax base, the mm -hmm. whole thing. It's a little bit, you know, it's, it's really quite the, the, and I, of course I live there and, and, you know, I, you know, being a West Sider, that was like, yeah, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it, it, there's a lot going on there and that yeah. just goes to show you that that was not I mean they're all right there now Nibbles and Bits started in Dunmore before Maggie purchased right. it so um, she said it, she felt like she was just going back not that it was in the same location but that also is a great location because you know how many I'm sure if you got the I don't know if it's PennDOT's um, survey on how many cars yes. pass on Blakely Street and that mm -hmm. even just in that one or two block radius it's a lot of cars yeah. mm -hmm. so um it's a good thing they're all doing well which is all good yeah and then of course dunmore is also down in music yeah dunmore that's candy the part that i, I didn't understand dunmore candy's candy kitchen is in music as well so because that, that didn't sound right location? when i said dunmore is in music <laughs> dunmore is in music <laughs> oh, you left kitchen. out a few words yeah okay. candy yeah. kitchen so, but yeah. why they, why is it there too i, I never well, understood I that know. i guess just to branch out and get another location oh, okay. and that's a busy davis street is hugely trafficked yeah, the reason i was asking is because i was wondering if it was something like um a wholesale place kind of like no, mains no no which is going out mm -hmm. of there too but um i didn't know if there was a difference between the two no. stores okay i mean they may do something more in one than the other that i don't know but if you walk in into the average person mm -hmm. walking in it's the same it's the same the same type of feel you're walking in the candy's there the counters are there you can yeah. get box you can buy already all different kind of stuff so um no mm -mm. to the naked eye it's the same okay so um did you put out your uh orders for santa no for christmas not a little bit little tiny bit <laughs> what does that mean well i don't really i mean i i i, I didn't i mean i someone two people said you know meyer asked what do you want and of course yes. i told him yes. so those and kind of then things then when you but picked him up off the floor <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. No, it was easy because you know okay. I buy a lot of the Sabika from yes. my friend Sandy, yes. and um, so he always in October I always have a party, mm -hmm. and so he got me something I wanted for that, and then he, he I said I he always gets me something very practical mm -hmm. and something for my house that I want, and so I told him what that was, and he's <coughs> coming my way. So it's I don't you know what when you get as they say you just don't you, you get it yourself or you get what you want that's it i just like to i like to give though i like to to well i do too buy and give people things pat um of course asked me you know what what did i want and i couldn't come up with anything except uh, there was something i wanted and it's very practical and he <laughs> And did he, he say get lost? No, he can't quite know why you would want that, that. I would want that for Christmas. <laughs> well, did, here's the more important question. Did he what? ask you what I wanted? No, he uh -oh. did not. Did not. <laughs> Darn. 
No. Um, but but it was. What are you going to say? What it yes, is? Yes, I want some hanging. very specific thing. I want WeatherTech mats for, for the car. Well, I got that for Meyer last year for his car. And they're fabulous. I love them, and I want them for the car. Yeah. It keeps saying, are you sure and that's they come, what you want? You know what, Lynn, when you order them, we, I just went online, ordered them. They came within like a few days. Yes. Well, he won't go online. So therefore, well. I'm going to have to do it. And I know it's easy to do. And I, I really think that it makes a big difference, especially because he traipses through everything and ben brings all that into the car. So no, I think it would be great, great to have that. And then he said, well, you know, I also think I'd like to get you a little bauble. Of course. One of his things. I said, well, fine, go get me a bauble. He said, yeah, but if you don't tell me what you want, then I'll just get one and you'll tell me it's too much money or you don't like it. <laughs> when too much money should never come out of your mouth. <laughs> That's what he said. Well, I know. And, he, and if some, he says, if, you're, well, if he has reason to believe that's what you'll say, does he? Yes. Okay, then yes. there you go. Because it drives me crazy. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not really a big jewelry person. So, but he loves, has always loved to buy jewelry for me. And, and that's fine. I mean, it's, you know, when I got my engagement ring, then that was a theme. So then the following year, he got me a necklace with the same precious metal. Where is your metal. engagement ring? It, it's not on me. Yeah, why don't because, you? Wanna... Because every time it's raised, and every time I you go to put a glove on, on I can't wear it. And I just oh God. got out of the habit of doing it. Well, anyway, you're, so, a, you're a boomer, so you have to want you have to keep wearing diamonds since millennials <laughs> think we they're overrated, right? Well, yeah. And I was thinking the other day, one of the things he bought for me for Christmas a couple of years ago were diamond earrings, and I never wear them. I just never even think about the fact that they're there. But the other thing is that the engagement ring is a um, sapphire. And it's surrounded by diamonds. Oh, beautiful! Okay, so yeah. it looks like a what type princess of dies. Is it, oh, so is it an emerald cut? No, it's a round. A round. Oh, one. I love it's it. It's an oval That's shape. That's nice. So, um, then he got I earrings. I want to see it next time at your. All right, house. I'll wear them. Then he gets earrings that match it, and then he got a bracelet. Which Tell I me, she get you another ring that's flat, like a like a multi, you know, like those um, spinners or something really nice that's flat and that you it won't. That'd be nice. It would be nice. I'll have to just go get it. See, and that's, that's the whole it. point. Look for it and go. I do. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to take a fast break. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show, and we will be right back. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Okay. So and I thought we'd have two things I wanted to talk about today. Um, one of them is, is very interesting. It's a, an article that not an article, it's actually an email that was sent to me by uh, someone who's in my business. 
uh, in a company called Sweet Financial. That's really the guy's last name is Sweet. I love it. <clears throat> guy, Sweet. Okay, so it's a it's an initiative they have called Women Forward, and so five <clears throat> things to consider when researching retirement on the internet to ensure you're getting your hands on the best and latest information. Number one, check the date. The tax code and the rules change often. When was the article written and or posted? What was true three or five years ago may not be true today. Number two, check out the website. What company controls the content of the website? Are they reputable and knowledgeable? Are they unbiased or are they selling a product or strategy? Do a search on the company to see if you can come up with positive or negative information. Three, check out the individuals. Similar to checking out the company, you need to check out the individuals running the company. Do a search on the individual to see if you can come up with any regulatory complaints against the individual or court cases they were involved in. That is a very important and telling piece of information. I have seen some stuff out there that everybody talks about how wonderful it is. And I checked out the individual behind it. And that person had several complaints registered and settled things out of court. Wow. Not good. Four, multiple sources. Check multiple sources to help you confirm that the information you're reading is correct. If you come up with the same information on several websites, then you're probably on the right track. But keep an eye out for those qualifiers such as many experts say or many experts think. Who are those experts? And beware of the claims that the IRS has given a stamp of approval to an investment product or strategy. The IRS interprets and enforces the tax code. They do not issue approvals of what promoters might be recommending. And number five is the golden rule. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Mm -hmm. Any website promoting a product, investment, or strategy will generally only give you information that bolsters their end goal to get your money. This is true of all websites, those offering good information as well as those offering bad information. The difference is that those offering good information willingly give you full, complete answers to your questions. Those offering dubious information evade your questions or give incomplete information and pressure you to complete a transaction. Do you have a question you can't find the answer to? Great, then get yourself to a well-versed team. Anyway. <clears throat> you know what I wanted to say, too? And speaking of, it, it, I forgot to mention earlier, I want to say, too, we got our Christmas, speaking of Christmas trees. Yes. So we go every year to the Mulberry Bush on Mulberry Street, appropriately named. Mm -hmm. Mike and Helene Culinary. Helene, who is also a florist, and they just do everything, summers. But we get our tree and have gotten it there every single year for the last, I think, 16 years or so. Mm -hmm. Carolyn... Uh, Catalano tree that she ordered from him in Mansour's Lynn is a 10 foot tree. Wait till you see it. Wow. It is, it's absolutely 
perfect. I said, Carolyn, I mean, it's like the perfect tree. Where is and it? It's in, when you walk in the door, It used they used to put them to the right, but it's now on the left. And it's near the, like the bar, not the yeah. bar, but the, 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 the counter, the, the counter yeah. on the other side, on the left-hand yeah. side. It's absolutely gorgeous. And we got ours. And I said to Helene, I want, there's one that smells like citrusy. And I, she, I don't know the name of it. And she said, I happen to have one that's smaller. Come and look at it. We looked at it. It's absolutely beautiful. Now, Mike Culinary, I've known for, since 1980 because he did all of the work for the Third National Banks and their branches years ago where I used to work. So I love Mike. I love Helene. They do wonderful work. If you haven't gotten your tree go to somebody local go over to mulberry bush and and see him he's got beautiful trees and they're hard-working wonderful people and so it's the mulberry bush so go in and get your tree there or look at least go in and look and see what he has wreaths he has everything so beautiful work they do and the trees are always gorgeous so big shout out to mike culinary and his lovely wife uh helene or otherwise known as hoppy and we also have to give a big shout out to Vito. And I forget Vito's last name, but he bowls. He's a 92-year-old guy. He might be adding, <laughs> I might be adding a year to you, Vito. But he's a wonderful guy. He listens to us all the time, Lynn. And he, he's, he's down at the bowling lanes south side as an old, he's a bowler. I don't know if he still does or just goes down to support the guys. But he listens to us. So we have to say Yo, Merry Vito. Christmas to Vito. He's a wonderful guy. We love you, Vito. So I just mm -hmm. wanted to make sure we got that out okay um speaking of trees mm -hmm. so anyway um what else do you have do you have something i see some other form yes, in your hand I do. i'm scared what is it no don't be scared it's, it's not, not a quiz. quiz oh good not a quiz it's just uh, something a little bit softer because i thought of you know it, when we were just talking about is that a lot of times men miss some of the opportunities that women would really love to know more about in the way of knowing that they are loved i guess is the best way to put it women yeah women um you know men a lot of times want to go out and buy the gifts and they will love to bring lots and lots of gifts home and they do it for christmas but what do you do for the rest of the year how, you know, what are the simple things you can do that women find romantic? And it's not just, you know, dinner and candlelight and that usual stuff. I thought this was a very interesting article because it is so true. It's so simple. But a lot of men miss this. So to all you guys listening out there, listen up. It also is true on women. Men are very are much easier to please than women. If you just yes. pay attention, yes. they need the it's like anyone. As humans, we want to be feel appreciated, yes. right? Exactly. So anyway, go ahead. So the this thing starts out with quote, romance is overrated end quote. <laughs> it's attributed to absolutely no woman ever. <laughs> okay, so the story says, I don't care. This was an article that was in Medium, which is an online site, which I, I love because it's really, they're off the wall for most of the time. But this one is, I don't care if you're in the fresh puppy love stage of your relationship or married for 10 years with little carbon copies of yourselves running around the house. <laughs> I love it. That's such a great, I that's a great phrase. There's one thing I know about women. I'm obviously an authority figure since I am one. It's that we all love romance. <clears throat> but here's the thing. 
Romance isn't just what you see in the movies. There's no need to run through the airport, no need to find a thing called a boombox and stand outside her window. <laughs> as, in, as in, what is that one that was with uh, Richard Gere and Pretty Woman? Yep. Okay. And no need for an entire field of daffodils. All we want to know is we matter to you. See? Yep. So take all that pressure off yourselves. Romance is a lot easier than you think. Little gestures will go a long way. Like holding her hand in public. What's more romantic than publicly declaring to the human next to you that that is the person you are dating or married to? It's a sweet way to show that you don't care who knows you're both together or rather that you want to be close to them. You know, Lynn, I have to say that's true because if I'm in church or somewhere where I'm sitting back and looking at people in, in front, I always <clears> notice <throat> a man or a woman who is affectionate to their partner whether it's or even to a child i just yes. love people who put their hand out or do something very simple subtle but meaningful right i always notice that and i always get a tear because i think it's very nice i did i do too mm -hmm. remembering her friends birthdays mm -hmm. and anything else that's important to her but obsolete for you remembering details of important events will catch your lover by surprise and by the way have to be big shout out to mary jean hunt dixon who we went out with last night to la cachina meyer her husband steve and i and it was her birthday yesterday oh, so yay. happy birthday to mary jean My, mary regina i love you go ahead I'm sure she doesn't expect you to know about her aunt's birthday. So when you mention it a week before, you'll be scoring some major there romance points. Planning outings that involve her friends. A woman wants to know that you accept all of her. That includes her friends. Planning things that involve her friends is romantic because you're letting her know you accept all aspects of her life. It'll give you a chance to bond with the people closest to her as well. Mm -hmm. Sharing your feelings. There's nothing more romantic than letting a girl know how you feel. Men have been taught to suppress their emotions and as a result have difficulty saying how they feel aloud. But practice in the mirror. <laughs> Some guy. Write your thoughts out. Relaying your feelings to your lover will be a breath of fresh air. Women want to know how you feel about them. Don't assume they already know. Now, this was an interesting one. Texting her throughout the day. Sending a woman text during the day shows her that you're thinking about her. If she likes you, chances are you're crossing her mind throughout the day. It's nice to know that feeling is mutual. Something as simple as, hey, I'm thinking about you, will go a long way. So does that does that fly in the face of Billy Joel's f song of, you always have my unspoken passion, although I might not seem to care? Yes, it does. <laughs> and he should remove that. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Asking go ahead. about her past. It's hard for women to open up about their past. A lot not of women me. are worried that people will run away when they start to talk about the difficult times they've been through. <sighs> when you ask, you're creating a safe place for her to open up. And for someone who wants to feel cared for, that will mean the world to her. Aww. Remembering the little things. That includes the meeting your partner has that week to work at knowing that her favorite show comes on every Thursday. Remembering when they're happening and asking about them afterwards is a great way to show you listen and remember what she said. Mm -hmm. Unexpected surprises. These can be as little as a slice of cake from that one bakery she loves. Is it gluten-free? 
Uh, yes, or perhaps <laughs> a flower you pick for her on your way home from work. Aww. Surprises don't have to be big and grandiose to be considered romantic. 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 Manic. <laughs> romantic, yeah. Inval uh, not invalidating. Validating her feelings. <laughs> you don't necessarily have to agree with what she create with what created her feelings, but validating them will remind her how much you care. So she comes home and tells you how stressful her day was. Let her know that, that it indeed sounds like it was very stressful. This is the one I love, the last one. Letting her have the last slice of pizza. Ah. What's more romantic than letting a woman have the last slice of pizza? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> she knows you want it, but foregoing that last cheesy slice for the sake of her happiness is the ultimate form oh, of romance. That is cute. That is adorable. Isn't that great? But it's really true because you know that old thing, they, they, an old saying that they say in therapy. Women give sex to get love right. and men give love to get sex. Right. And what happens is when, they, when you stop either one, that's when things become yes. a problem so if you if you keep the love up the other stuff will follow <laughs> wink wink all right so we are going to take we didn't need that yes we did no, a nice we way didn't. to end it oh stop right. anyway here we go true or not though it's true okay there we go yes ma'am so we will be back with the lovely and talented and our dear friend, attorney Barbara J. O'Hara, who is our guest expert. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. everybody. Uh, welcome back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically devoted to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And with us is our guest expert, attorney Barbara O'Hara, who is a partner in, let me see if I get it right now. I have to do it alphabetically, right? <laughs> Forget it. Hughes, Nichols, and O'Hara, 1421 you. East Drinker Street. And how many and years have you been in practice? Uh, actually, 30, it's going to be 39. It was 38 into my 39th year. Yeah. Wow. I'm getting old. Okay, so... This is a very well-schooled, well-experienced woman. Okay, what are we going to talk about today? I know this sounds depressing, <laughs> but that uh, my topics but usually real. are. But real. And what I find is that this time of year, a lot of people think, okay, fine, I'm very unhappy in my, in my marriage. I'm unhappy with the relationship. And as of the new year, I'm going to do something about it. So they get through the holidays as best they can. They call me up in January, and at that point, it's what do I need to do to, to start all this. At that point, there's a lot of topics that, that become relevant. One of them is um, they basically look at income and, and assets and custody. So with respect to income, I have a lot of women that may not may have been very, very busy taking care of children, working very hard in the home, but not necessarily earning a wage outside of the home. It is important to have that outside employment. Number one, it's your own autonomy. 
um, you can spend the money how, how you choose fit, and it's a good thing to do. So many, many times a day I'll, I'll be told, well, he never wanted me to work. Well, you know what? Now that you're, you're going to be autonomous, it's a good time to get the job training. There's, there's a lot of educational programs that take a year or two years. Hey, well, it, that's the best time to start and look at this and say, how am I planning for my future? So I do have some women that'll say, well, why am I doing that? Won't I get more spousal support if I do that? Well, to be honest with you, spousal support only lasts for the length of, of the divorce. And then it's a matter of, do you get more alimony? Do you get alimony after the, the decrees entered, which is very hard to get? Or do you get maybe a bigger slice of the pie? It's always better to plan for your future. So I've run the numbers with women and say, oh, wouldn't that be awful if I got a job and I might get a couple dollars less in support? No, it's better to plan for your future so that you have, you know, if he quits his job and you don't Mm -hmm. get the support in, if he becomes disabled and you don't get the support, then at least you have something to feed, feed yourself and your children. And the other point, too, Barbara, is if you do get a job, you're also now starting to put money into 401k plans. And And that's a biggie. That's a big thing to plan for your future. Yeah. And what you have to start looking at, particularly if you were the dependent spouse during the divorce, how are you planning for your future? Now, it's no longer the, oh, well, he said we'd always use this or we're going to sell the house later. All the rules of the game have changed. Mm-hmm. So what you expected to do for retirement, what you expected to do and when you expected to, to retire, all of that changes with, with a, the separation and divorce. So then you have to start saying, what's best for me? Right. Research what it is you'll get in Social Security. A lot of women don't, don't know that. They don't know what percentages they're going to get. And then all of a sudden they're surprised and they'll look at you and say, well, I guess I'll just collect on Social Security. Well, is that enough to live on? And you have to ask those good, hard questions. And, it, you know, it's, it's important to know that. You know, he'll retire with 100% of his Social Security. If mm-hmm. you've been out of the workplace and you're comparing what would you get as half of of his amount versus your own, you know, that I've had many women look at me and say, how do you expect me to live on that? (laughs) Well, that's when you have to start supplementing your income with your own income. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I always tell people to know what their assets are. And Lynn and I both have this experience of you say to, to people, particularly a dependent spouse, well, what do the two of you own? And you'll get the deer in the headlights look of like, why would I ever know that? Well, you know what? You should know that. You should know what what pensions he has, what for, retirement, 401k, IRA. What does he have? What do you have? Um, if you have investment accounts, what what are the balances in those things? And not just act like, well, my husband always did that. Well, you know what? Next year you might be on your own and... You need good financial advice and financial Mm -hmm. planning and to become very knowledgeable about what is it you have. You can take it to a financial planner, but you need to know what you have. You need to know what you have to take to the financial planner. Right, right. You know what? It's it's not a financial planner's job to start digging. I do in many divorce cases because I do... uh, 
I devote my practice to this. So if somebody says, well, my husband works at FedEx, I know the kind of retirement plans right, they plans. have. Right. I, I know th- these kind of things. And they'll look at me and say, oh, how do you know what he has? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I've been around the block too many times and I do know what he has. Yeah. And, and then you start asking these questions and, and they'll look at you like, oh, we never discussed that. Well, you know what? It's time to become very, very knowledgeable. I tell every client to run their credit report because many times I get a shocked client who says, I didn't know we had all the outstanding credit card debt, or I didn't know my spouse was taking out these credit cards in my name, using my social security number, and now there's cash advances. Or I had one guy say to me, there's a $10,000 credit card out of my name that I didn't know anything about. You know, he would, he'd work late. He never saw the bills as they came in. You know, it's, it's amazing. I I had a case last week where I was a divorce master and the, the, the house was being sheriff sailed. He came home and saw the house posted for, for credit card debt. Wow. and it's amazing what people don't know about what their spouse and is it's doing. Both, on both sides, as Barbara just said. Oh, Barbara absolutely. The, absolutely. Right? It's, it's, yeah. it's, oh, no, yep. this is not gender specific. No, no. It's, it is it's both for sides. Real on both, yeah. And, uh, you know, you don't know that your spouse has rifled through the 401k or has, you know, taken loans out against mm-hmm. this or has done, done, uh, credit transfers. So start with your, with a credit report. You can get a free credit report. And start with that and, and see where it, you know, what is it I owe out there? And it's very illuminating to a lot of people who don't know their financial position yep. and don't know why their credit, credit score just took a nosedive. And you look at this and say, because there's judgments against you that you don't even know about. Right. And it's, yeah. it, it, it's truly shocking. And with that, that also gives a good picture to your divorce attorney of what's the amount of debt at the time of your separation. So I always tell people, if there's a balance, stop all new charges. Uh, the credit card companies usually will agree to do that because they're afraid of losing losing all this money in a bankruptcy. So they will usually agree to, to freeze the account so that they you stop new charges. However, they won't close out account where there's a balance. So, you know, that balance will, will stay there and they'll expect payment on that balance but at least it's not growing through, through your separation and divorce. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a lot of people that will say, oh, I took away her credit card. Not a problem. No, no, no. <laughs> she calls up, gets another one sent to the house. Uh, you yeah. don't even know. And so you, you really can't just take away the card because that's a very superficial way of handling a problem that's much, much more insidious than that. Um, so... Um, it's good not to take on any new debt. I'll have people say, well, you know what? I really want to repair the house. Now is not a good time to do that. Before okay. they leave, you B- mean? Before they leave. Or, or I had one lady say to me, well, he always said he'd put in the landscaping. And I thought that may have been your fight throughout the marriage. That that's, that's not a high Focus, priority yeah. now. So you look at this and say, okay, fine. If you're going to sell the house, then get a realtor in that that you want to list with and ask their advice what should i do to clean this up right. and they'll tell you get rid of all that junk or paint this hallway or paint that room or something cosmetically to do to look at it you're not going to undertake a lot of financial expenses 
and you shouldn't do that mm -hmm. if you want to keep the house don't improve something that you're going to have to buy out your spouse so that 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 doesn't make any sense to me um, and if you're going to sell the house then you don't need to get it appraised you you get a good realtor or interview two good realtors and see what's the range it should sell for and what's the range that that you should list it for and and go with that make an agreement to do that and and aggressively market it so um, people always ask me about bank accounts and the, the divorce court will look at what's the balance in the bank account as of your date of separation but if your spouse goes in and takes out ten thousand dollars the month before you know it, it's worth your while to to be watching the balances on these things if the two of you are fighting and so that you can tell your attorney hey i think he took out sizable sizable amounts of withdrawal so that then you go you need you can go back and see that mm -hmm. um it, lots and lots of uh, people will come in and say i don't know what bank account my spouse has they do a direct deposit i never see a bank account everything's online well then it has to work through the discovery process in the divorce and all these things cost money if i subpoena bank records then you're going to pay for all, all of the statements but it's uh yeah and i think that's a big part of the problem is that so much of everything that is financial today is done online mm -hmm. and unless you have access to those you have the usernames and passwords yeah, right. you're out of luck and the people i see it. many many times if they've spent their marriage like that yeah. of, i never had access to anything right. mm -hmm. and everything goes to his office mm -hmm. or everything's on computer and i'm not allowed then you know what it's an expensive process but you have to go through the divorce process yes. the discovery process in your divorce of getting bank records to find out these things looking at the tax returns seeing the interest income dividend income so that you know where to look yes but you know all of that is a seek and find kind of thing mm -hmm. and then you'll have the people that say i know he hides cash well that's 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 a challenge for everyone um, you can go back and forensically go over, wow, you spent $80,000 of net dollars, but he's reporting 22000 <laughs> Obviously, there's more money here. Uh -huh. yeah. So, you know, you go back and, and reconstruct where did all the money go and what was the amount of money that got spent. And I've done that in cases. It's a whole lot of work. Barbara, what if a, if a person who is anticipating divorce says, I'm going to put money aside in my kids' names? Is well, that something you can get back? Um, quite honestly, I usually do look at what's okay. in the kids' accounts. Okay. Because all of a sudden, you know, the kids' account that had, you know, their first Holy Communion money in it and had $300 <laughs> now has $10,300. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then you say, well, that was a very good Christmas, but I really don't think, think it was that. that much. Right. Okay. So you look at those things. Barbara, tell everybody how they can find you. I am located in Dunmore. I practice in Lackawanna, Luzerne, Susquehanna, Wayne, Wyoming, and now Pike. I am at 1421 East Drinker Street in Dunmore, and I can be reached at 570-344-7171, and obviously online. Great. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry be Christmas. nice to each other. Yes. Here we go. We <laughs> All right. We are going to leave you, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Be safe, and please be nice. Bye. Bye.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.